Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week we bring you a woman who can help you in a very important part of your life. How about your relationships? How about your business? How about being healthy and fit? Or how about your self-esteem? Now, if you've been listening to these conversations, you you know that I've been interviewing leading women since 2007, and I feel so privileged to connect with these women. That I, that I did. I went ahead and chose 19 of them to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. This is a book about organization. It's about business relationships. There's so many great ideas. You know, there's personal stories. There's guides about ex- accessing your internal power, managing your external environment, and connecting with others. That's what we all are. We're just connections. So if you're, you can check out the book in the business section of your local bookstores, or you can go online and Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Please order the book. I know it will be a great gift. Now this week I'm pleased to welcome another leading woman, media and health psychologist, Dr. Nancy Marimore Kajus. And her, in fact, she was awarded two successful, two successful Women of the Year awards in Western Pennsylvania. And her book, Spiritual Fitness, won the award for bridging science and spirituality to the Coalition of Visionary Resources, the same year as the Dalai Lama won in the category of consciousness. So now, she's also now written another book, Dr. Nancy. She is busy. We, Dr. Nancy, stick together. Now, her new book is called Get Real, Produce Your Own Life, and it has already won an award for first prize in the self-help category of the author's own. This is a very important book. It focuses on opening your eyes, how, how mesmerizing media images can be, and how often we become a, a victim to these images and forget about our authentic selves. And this is Dr. Nancy's specialty in her private practice. And teaching, speaking, and writing, she helps you trans- transform thought patterns into powerful, healthy ones that are in alignment of who you truly are. So as a, as a real conscious living and spiritual fitness coach, she has researched the effects of media and has appeared on many, many programs talking about that. So I want to welcome her to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, and let's have a chat about how the TV and media affects us. Well, Dr. Nancy, <laughs> welcome to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Thanks for being with me. Thank you for including me in your uh, list of smart and amazing women. <laughs> well, I'm a smart amazing, but, but also with my new book, The Leading Woman. You're a leading woman in your field. You're a pioneer. I mean, you, you just, you know, you're right on, as we, as we were just talking, you're on the path. Well, you know, if we're not on the path, we're we're not uh, living our life, are we? No, I think again, if we're living consciously, as you talk so much about, then we truly are. We truly do know whether I mean we know whether we are or not. And I think that's the biggest key for so many people, especially women, is to know that you know they're living the life that they truly want, and not one that somebody else 
thinks they should have or they think they should have because somebody else will be happy. Yes, or yeah, absolutely, or or that they're living a life that has somehow been imposed on them without them even recognizing it. Right. Yeah. Kind of born into it. I, I know there's problems. I wonder. I wonder if the Bush family feels that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't have much choice, did they? <laughs> no. The Bush. Family, no, they were born to be in politics, and and sometimes. As you said, you know, it's interesting, uh, a political family is certainly an influence or just a family that you happen to be born into that thinks that you should do certain things. I had a young lady tell me today, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 18, so my father told me you're going to go to business school, you know, this sort of life. And I think one of the one of the things that that we do as as particularly as women that we don't recognize that we're doing is we pick up some ideas and beliefs about who we should be or even who we are uh from the media. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's do something before we get into that because I absolutely agree with you and I'm, I'm excited to talk about that because that's something that's coming up for me in the near future. But your story and I think Again, the value that people truly can gain from one another and learn so much about and be that real authentic self and be and begin to understand who they are is by telling their story and why they become who they are, you know, that, that story, that journey. Because I think the journey sometimes, especially for women, we don't share that information. And, and you're, you know, you're a successful psychologist, you're working with people helping them to identify important topics in their life, but there's a reason why you're doing what you're doing. And I'd like for you to share that, how you got to be Dr. Nancy. Well, I had been a health and media psychologist and an educator and a researcher, uh, as well as a producer and media guest for over 25 years. And what happened was that I was... uh, I was I did my first television segment in 1981 and I had been a public speaker and I had traveled and so on doing speaking and and writing and when I did this one television segment at, back at that time I reached more people I got more feedback I received a, a larger response than I had gotten for all of the work I had been doing, all the legwork, all the, the the going and the and the speaking and the teaching, and I recognized that one of the best ways to bring psychology to people was through the media. Right. Right. And so I began doing research and and working not only as a psychologist but as a, a television producer and a media guest. And I worked with ABC, NBC, ABC, PBS, PBS, CBS, Fox, and I discovered that one segment on any network and any major network positively reached more people than than any other method that I had used in the past. And yeah. since I had done so much research on how we learn from the media, it, it gave me a new perspective. Yeah. And, and, and so my research uh, had been around what is it that causes media to teach us? How, how is it that we learn from media? How do we pick up information without even recognizing it? And then how does that shape who we become? And, you know, we're all consumers of radio and TV and print and the Internet because 
they're fun. They're entertaining. They educate us. They're full of information and surprises and, and some wonderful positive messages. But some subliminal, not so positive messages come from media exposure too. And they become like unconscious beliefs or trances that we have and they're not entertaining. And we don't, we don't perhaps even recognize that we have them. Well, and, and, and again, I think uh, women, since we, you know, we're consumers, we, we're the ones who go out and purchase the 85% or more products and services for ourselves and for our families. We're, we're more conditioned to be key and, and tune in to those messages without knowing exactly how it is affecting us other than, you know, we are pushed and prodded to buy certain products and don't even know why we end up, you know, we end up buying them. You know, that's, that's a very good point. I have a whole chapter in Get Real on money and spending. Uh, I have one on politics, which is relevant currently. Uh, I have one on money, one on romance, one on the family and reality TV. But the one on uh, money has a lot to do with advertising and how we are sort of uh, subliminally taught through advertising to do and buy certain things. And I'm glad that you brought up that women are consumers because we do often buy without really understanding what we're doing. Advertising is good and successful. It subliminally convinces you to buy. They're doing their job, uh, and they're doing it in a way that's really quite successful for them. But for us, we may be taking on beliefs that we don't need. And I, I like to use the example of exercise equipment. Weight lo- the weight loss industry is the biggest industry in America. And you watch a uh, an ad for some exercise equipment, and the host comes on and says, you too can have rock hard abs. <laughs> now, there's a lot of things wrong with that statement. <laughs> because it makes, first of all, it makes the assumption, it doesn't even ask you if you want rock hard abs, it makes the assumption that you want them and tells you that you can have what you want. Now, talk about unconscious beliefs. Talk about subliminal messages. And so you're watching it, and if you don't want rock hard abs, you start to think you should want them. And uh, if you don't want them, you start to, "Mm, what's wrong with me that I don't want them? I too can have them. I guess I must want them. It's very subliminal programming, and it sells product. So when assumptions are made, uh, on the air, be very careful. Get Real is about viewing media consciously paying attention to what's going on what's being projected and not just directly not just in that kind of a sort of an open uh really (laughs) transparent type of advertising but also in a very subliminal way yeah and if we if we stick with the topic of money uh when you watch shows about women and families who are, are supposed to be broke they seem to wear very nice clothes and eat at very nice restaurants. And so here, here we are, a society with too much credit card debt, uh, looking yeah. at people who don't have money living a certain way. And, and nobody has to say anything, but there's a subliminal projection. Yeah. Think back to the time when everyone needed a color TV, everyone needed two cars, and then it became everyone needs two children. I mean, it, it, it really is if we stop and we look at our history, 
in every country's history is that there's the shoulds and, you know, the woulds and the wannabes is that, again, much of what we see ends up making us feel guilty and inadequate. The thing that you keep talking about as far as the movies and the media and so forth, you know, I recently attended the Santa Barbara Film Festival and had an opportunity to, to, to listen to female producers. And female producers only, as far as the numbers go, as far as who's producing what, it's only 4%. And yeah. that's, a, that's a very small percentage of women that are actually in the media. One of them, one of the producers was doing documentaries, and one was How to Train Your Dinosaur. But, but they began to talk. They were all very civil until one of the women from another country started to talk about men and that men really should be producers. And I'm not kidding. I have never seen oh. 12. I think there were six women on the stage, but the other five turned to her, and it was almost like, wait a second. You're, you're, you're talking about the problem that exists is that women have to be more uh, uh, visible in the production of media, the production of film. And, and, I mean, it was just, to me, it was like this light, and the light bulb was going up that this one woman was sitting there going, but men really are really the better producers. You know, they were just sitting there. (laughs) Well, they're the better producers because they're the ones that get the opportunity. They get the chance. Yeah. And yeah, the the Women's Media Center uh, is on top of this, like, you know, white on rice. They are really fighting for women uh, to get the jobs, to get the roles, to get the, the, the producers' roles, and to really start putting out some things that are, I want to say gender different because we have a lot of TV shows and programs that are heavily uh, male-oriented. The best roles go to men. And they present, even even if women are highlighted, they present a very sort of male point of view about life and living in general. So until we get some women, some female producers uh, in the seats, we are going to probably uh, be, just be lacking in a, in a more balanced uh, type of presentation. And it's it's a dangerous one because if we're, uh, if this is a man's world and, this is, and it's a male-dominated world at this particular point in time, what are the messages that women are getting about themselves from the media? Sure, absolutely. Well, I don't know about you, Nancy, but I've tried those products, use them in uh, seven days and lose 10 years, and I've tried every single one of them and, you know, almost laugh a little bit when I talk about it, but that, you know, it's it's amazing that, you know, again, we're looking at 19, 18, 20-year-old women and going, they're using aging, you know, age-defying products, and we're sitting there going, geez, I could look like that if I just used this product, and it's almost laughable to think that, you know, <laughs> and, the, and the fact is that we do. We, we buy all these services products. We should be running the market. We should be standing at the media, uh, with, uh, behind the media and going, we want to be represented. We want to be, you know, we need the products that are going to make us feel good, make our families feel good, and be healthy. They don't talk about health. You know, they don't talk no. about that. They talk about three th- They associate uh, advertising with three things. Babies, sex, 
and uh, money slash luxury, okay? If you watch a commercial, uh, typically the association has something to do. uh, And, you know, when you watch commercials, it's just when you watch commercials consciously and you wake up from the trance, you start watching and you say, oh, my God, what is this commercial going to (laughs) be? What product are they trying to connect to this sexy woman sitting on a car outside of a mansion? And I call these connections, these connections are false connections, and these false connections exist in our minds. I call them associations. They're associations made by ads that don't really exist. And so, uh, you know, if, if you watch a car, ad for a car that's, that's in front of a mansion, you're more likely to buy the car. That's just the way marketing works. So luxurious settings, uh, faucets. Have you seen the commercials for faucets? I mean, they're they're practically from. They look like they were produced from a Victorian film, and it's for a faucet. And so luxury, luxury sells. And so we look at these faucets, and we have this picture in our mind of how beautiful they're going to look. So advertising is advertising is very very guilty. And you said something very important. You said that until women get into the rules of, of producing TV shows, it's not going to change. Nothing is going to be yeah. different. And not only is that true, but I think that if we are very clear about that message, and it sounds like this conference was really uh, putting their foot forward on this matter, but if we really tell people that that's what we want, we actually shape the media. They... Yeah. They want to give us things that we want to watch. Yeah. Obviously, no one's, no one's going to sponsor a show that nobody wants to watch, but it no. seems like we're telling them that we want to watch reality TV yeah. because that's what we're doing you know, as a, as a culture. And yeah. so making a little bit of noise and saying, hey, we, we want to see more shows like that one that you took off the air <laughs> because it was yeah. so good, nobody watched it, you know. And we want to see less shows like these other shows and and make some noise and talk about who we want producing our shows and the kinds of shows that present authentic messages that we want to get and really asking for more of that, more Oprah-type program. You know, the Dalai Lama said that, you know, we all must wake up, but he also said something very profound, which I repeat, I I say repeatedly, especially in front of large uh, groups of women, is that, the women of the Western world will change the world for better. And I think that's exactly what's happening more and more is that, you know, and again, I, I think the term is now women actually are getting to be women, first of all, in the workplace, which is a wonderful thing. We get to be women, but and not women acting as men working, but working as women mm-hmm. as women, which mm-hmm. is great. But mm-hmm. is that, that we're also, one of the terms I just learned at a conference, and I really, really liked it, and I'm going to share it with you because I think authentic sometimes gets thrown around too much. And the word, the word they started to use over and over in this conference, it was a diversity conference, an amazing group of women, professional women, that was the word uncovering. Mm-hmm. And that uncovering is basically bringing your true self to the forefront. Uh, in other words, one of the, they used they were different stories. There were vignettes, but again, uh, the man in the office that always was watching sports, always had the sports page, always was you know making sure he knew the score from the night before was gay. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, the point is, is that what we're finding is that people are starting to recognize and value you for who you truly are versus who you think you should be because that's going to be the acceptable thing in the workplace or in your families or in your community. So I think think we're seeing some headway, and I don't know. What do you think? I think the conversation has started. I think Uh we need to do a lot more talking. Um, It's... It's one of the reasons that I wrote Get Real, because we develop these real R-E-E-L beliefs from media uh, instead of the R-E-A-L beliefs that allow for the uncovering. And really, Get Real was written for for two reasons. One, to help people to consciously view media and to develop a set of skills that once you've got them, you will forever view media consciously. You won't be taken in because you'll have a lot of really fun and entertaining skills to help you watch media. And to take those skills into your life and to start living consciously and, as you say, uncovering and allowing ourselves to live, as we say, uh, authentically and to appreciate others' authentic, genuine presentations of themselves, not the R-E-E-L presentations uh, that we're taught, you know, to to have always the the perfect presentation. I was uh, presenting, I was getting ready to present to a group of women, and and there was a woman sitting at the lunch uh, and at the table I was sitting at before, she goes, she goes, you know, I don't know about you, she says, but I like people that really are authentic. I really like people who are what they say they are. And, and I just kept laughing because she was sitting right, right in front of me as I was talking. And after I finished, you know, I mean, I mean, I even talked about that, being the authentic person and, you know, letting people know who you really, really are and, and the importance of telling your story and how important that is. So afterwards, I, I looked at her and I, I said, well, how did I do? She goes, you did good. But, but the point is, is that we want that. And, and we, we basically do know at, at some level whether people are being truthless. And I think even when it comes to media, we know there's a lot of hype. But you're right. One minute you're being told what to eat, and the next minute you're told what to do to take it off that you eat. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well, if, if you've noticed, and, and media is print media as well, most magazines have on the cover a story about how to lose 10 pounds by summer and a favorite chocolate chip cookie recipe. I know. I know. I don't like that. No, and it's a very mixed message. And, you know, I, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, we see people who look a certain way and act a certain way, and the the idea is that we're all supposed to think and act and look a certain way. But the 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 implication is even deeper than that. It's not just, no. okay, because this woman looks a certain way, she's sort of promoting this, this type of appearance or behavior. It's even more, uh, it's even at a deeper level, and it goes down to the preschool level with children, with little girls watching TV, and what we have found is that children who watch cartoons with overweight characters, and, and the characters don't talk about eating, they're not even eating in the show, they don't talk about being overweight, they're just overweight, that children who watch those cartoons will eat more after that cartoon than those who watch normal weight characters. Wow. Yeah. Now, yeah. this what this tells us is that it's not just the characteristics that are sort of promoted, it's the ones that are actually implied. Yeah. They're 
Yeah. Uh, the, the characteristic only has to be implied to influence human behavior. And children uh, learn a lot from television. They learn a lot from Sesame Street. Oh, when kids absolutely. come here from other countries, they learn how to speak English by watching television. It's a pow- It can be a powerful positive influence. Yeah. But now that, I mean, the more we recognize the, the effect of it, the more careful we have to be as consumers and producers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I, I love the book. I love the whole concept. You know, our minds are very powerful. You know, thoughts become images, but images become thoughts. Watching something, you, you start to even create it in your own life. I mean, there's no doubt about it that, that yes. the power of the media is, is tremendous. And, and I agree that we have to be so so aware of, of what we're being given and not swallow it and, and take it in as if it's the truth. And, and that's right. We've got to figure out what our own truths are. So and, what, what, is the, what is the takeaway that we need to know? from? Well, the book is wonderful. I want them to go and read the book. I want them to learn more about all of your real conscious living and, and what you're doing to help people to truly just wake up and, and mm. follow you on the business. I think I think every day, you know, I need to wake up a little bit too. I mean, <laughs> we wake up and, and then we really consciously can enjoy what we eat, what we what we do, who we spend time with, and the quality of our life will improve threefold. There's no doubt about it. Yes, that is so true. And uh, get real is called get real R E E L. Produce your own life because it offers uh, nine ways to break the trances that are either imposed by media, by your family, by the educational system. It doesn't matter where you pick them up. Uh, I offer ways to break those trances, how to recognize them, and tips for conscious viewing and conscious living. Because the takeaway is, as you just said, the more consciously we live, the more completely we live, the more fully we live, the more we uncover who we are and connect with one another in a way that uh, is essential for our health and happiness. I, I truly believe, Nancy, that people are starving for that connection, that deep intimacy and that level of connection that we've lost because of, because of social media, because of all the different things that we do. You know, we order order our groceries online. We can do everything online, and and we're not making our, and our children aren't making those same connections. And their children are going to make even lesser connections when you hand them the you know your PDA, your your smartphone, and go here, play with it. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, you see it every day. Somebody hands them a phone, and they're off and running. You know, and it's funny when somebody. When the battery dies on the one person's phone, they go to the next person and go, can I have your phone? And I thought, no, you can't. <laughs> well, no, you can't have my phone. <laughs> no, no. J- just this month, uh, CNN released the statistic that t- teens spend nine hours a day on their devices. And my phone rang off the hook. Can you come and talk about this? Because of the huge impact that our devices, not just TV, not just the movie screen, yeah, yeah, but our yeah. phones and our iPads and our computers have on us, that has, has changed the way we live, the way we relate. You're, it's so yeah. true that people text each other as opposed to call each other. Instead of yeah. getting closer and, and really having that more intimate connection, we're getting further apart. It's, yeah, texting, I will tell you, has taken taken me off the hook several different times, and I think that's what happens to people. They go, it's easier for me to text you than to really deal with the issue. Yes. And when I receive a card in the mail or something handwritten or a phone call from a friend that said, hey, I just wanted to call and say, hey, how are you doing? 
what's going on. It's truly a joyous moment. I mean, it really is. It's getting to that point where you're just, wow, that somebody actually took the time to spend a few more moments thinking about me and wanting to connect with me. So, yeah, we need to, we're, you know, I, th- I, think we're, I think we're at the point, you know, the pendulum seems to swing backwards and forwards, but I think the pendulum's swinging a little more to the other side now, which is good, good news. So, well, well I th- I, the world is going to be transformed by technology, and if we don't learn to live, uh, to live with it, and and to set limits with it, uh, we have a, we have a long way to go. We have it's a process that we're just still uh, in the middle of figuring it out. Well, people yeah. like you can help us to understand that. And I'll I'll be honest, I love my I love my technology, but again, I do I am aware, and I and I hope to help my own family and people that I care about to be aware that, hey, wait a minute, just pick up the phone. I will right. just pick up the phone. You know? right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and uh, and be real. <laughs> R-E-A-L, real. <laughs> yeah, pick up the phone and talk to me. I really want to talk to you. But, uh, <laughs> I want to hear your voice. I want to see your face. Okay. Tell us again your website and where they can reach you, uh, reach you, find out where to buy this amazing book and more about what you need for you want them to know and be aware of and be conscious. Okay. Well, the uh, website is realconsciousliving.com uh, or drnancyonline.com. And the book is called Get Real or EEL, Produce Your Own Life. And if you like the media, if you enjoy TV, movies, uh, the internet technology. If you are a, a user of media, then this book is going to be m- more fun for you uh, than you can imagine. It is entertaining and it really uh, helps you to wake up and uncover who you really are in ways that you may have never imagined, and to <laughs> particularly to stop pursuing goals that aren't getting you anywhere. If yeah, you're pursuing yeah. goals that you're just not reaching or you're or you're reaching and you're not feeling fulfilled, they're probably not yours. They're probably not yeah. your own and you've probably picked them up uh and sort of absorbed the trance that that's who you're supposed to be. So uh yeah, please join me and find out how to break those trances, how to recognize them and how to live a real conscious life. That is a, that's a wonderful point you mean. Nancy, I'm not going to have rock hard abs if I really work at it. <laughs> Well, you know what? The question is, do we need rock hard? The question to ask ourselves is not how we get them, but do we need them? I mean, are, do we are we in a profession or in a way of life that requires that we have them? And most of the time, and 98% of the time, the answer would be no. Okay, well, maybe I don't need them. But anyway, this is a conversation, and I always enjoy talking with you and we Dr. Nancy's have to stick together, so I applaud your book. I applaud what you're doing, and let's stay connected, and let's be real with each other. But, uh, again, congratulations and best wishes and all things. Thank you. It's, oh, Nancy, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. <laughs> have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.